Hey, Joey. Hello, Mike Lawson. And hello to everybody listening. My name's Mike. That's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in L.A. We've been friends for over 15 years, and every single week we call one another and we catch up. Yes, we do, Mike Lawson. Yes, we do. That is what we do every single week. Without fail, we never miss a week. Joe, I just got off the BART train uh, not too long ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, the T in train – oh, stands for transit, so that's actually okay. But anyway, I just got off the BART, and the there was a guy – Wait, 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 on- wait, wait. Stop, stop. I'm sorry. What was that whole thing that just happened right now? Well, I was thinking like ATM machine and the M was machine. So BART. Oh, train, I see what I thought, you're saying. Oh, okay. that's repetitive, but it wasn't. Okay. Um, so I just got off BART and I saw someone that we both have, we both know or kind of met. I didn't say hi though. Um, do you remember? And there's maybe one person listening that might also remember a long, maybe even more than one, a long time ago when we worked together. Mm hmm. There was a guy in the office, and I don't know what the fuck he did, but he was really friend, really close friends with Lynn. He's an African-American guy. Oh, yeah. Kate was fucking him. No. Oh. I don't think she was. You're thinking of, like, the IT guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of business that isn't ours. <laughs> there was a guy who, like, worked out of our actual office, but not all the time, and he worked specifically with Lynn. Yeah, on, yeah, like, yeah. They're not the same person? No, okay. different people. Yeah, yeah. I just saw him on the train. <laughs> the end. Oh. He didn't recognize me at all, and I felt awkward to say hi, so I didn't. How did you recognize him? I would not have recognized him. Uh, well, he's hot, so oh, is he? He has a special place in my brain, but also, um, he. So I'm friends with Lynn on Facebook, and she's tagged. I think like he's the grand or the godfather of one of their kids or something this is the most boring podcast ever actually uh-huh but i don't disagree um by the way i was just listening to this rupaul's anniversary show uh-huh and they start talking about vacations and all this and i was like i don't fucking care about rupaul going to hawaii and then i started thinking of the show we do where we're like doctor's appointments well here's like- why here's the difference here's the difference <laughs> is rupaul it's, it's almost like the di- you know that like you should punch up and not punch down when you're doing comedy like make fun of people who are more powerful and not necessarily less powerful than you sure so rupaul would brag about a vacation she'll be like oh my husband and i we took a helicopter over a volcano and you're yeah. like what she's like know. the only way to see hawaii is from a, a helicopter i think she probably said that <laughs> did she really say that she says that every vacation she goes on she tries to get in a helicopter to see it because it's a better view yeah and it's just like oh really oh <laughs> Remember there was one time on the episodes where she was like, was it they like helicopter to the Hamptons from New York City or something? And I was like, oh, God, okay, we we see what's going on. So, like, (laughs) that's why it's annoying. Like, the second that one of us becomes wealthy and we're like, oh, (laughs) I'm just hanging out here in Malibu and finding a dead elephant seal and hanging out with all my celebrity friends. Then that's when we're annoying and obnoxious and boring. That makes sense, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, but hey, what's going on with you? Are there any good stories from the past week since we caught up last time? Yeah. So, Mike that? Lawson, remember I was teaching? I remember I did that piece on Armando and I did that free ACT class for those kids? Yeah, totally. Well, we had uh, the last class last Friday. And I shut up. And Mike Lawson, you know, how long have I been doing this SAT, ACT stuff? Since before um, paper was invented. Yeah, like forever. I mean, I have so many 
quote unquote last classes. It's sure. nothing to me. And so I was giving them a speech at the end. Now this one was a little different because now it's the first last class of an organization I'm starting. It's going to be geared towards helping underprivileged students get the ACT and SAT help that they need. So sure. it is that. Kids, kids that generally don't have access to this kind of test prep. Exactly. And so I was giving them an old pep talk at the end, but one of the things I said is, look, I, you paid nothing for this class. I'm not expecting... <laughs> so I don't owe you anything else. Adios. <laughs> I, skate, I roller skate out of the, out of the room. No, but I said, like, and, and I'm not ever going to expect you to... Not next year do you have to pay. You don't have to pay in two years. No. But in 10 years, when you guys are, like, fierce fucking Latino... I didn't say fucking. When you are fierce, you know... Latinos in your careers, remember that somebody else paid for you to be here. Sure. Okay. And give back. And and it's your even if we're still around to help another kid move forward. I want you to pay it for. Now in my head, the way I just said it right now is the way I would have said it in real life. Okay. Mike, why did I start crying? You did? Me? <laughs> I started crying. Why? I don't why? know. I don't I'm, know. I'm, I'm laughing about your reaction. To I'm it. laughing Not that you actually cried, right? I, I started crying, and the kids were and and the kids just stared at me. Yeah, they're like, well, uh, I don't know what can we can we do. go? Can we? And then they, and then it's awkward because now they I'm like bawling, and they have to hand me a poster that they all signed, you know. <laughs> and it's just and I can't I, you know I can't control myself. I'm just like, when do I get emotional? I, I think you're an emotional person. I don't think that you're a crier very much, though. Do you cry like a very good episode of, I don't know. Six Feet Under? Sure. Yeah. Finale of Six Feet Under did it to you. Yeah. But like, just a good episode of Six Feet Under. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if it's worth crying to, I'll cry. But um, but here's the weird thing. I didn't cry when, I know, look, I was devastated emotionally, but when I broke up with Cameron, but I didn't shed any tears. I, I did. Oh, really? I did. You know when that song, like, like instead of pop culture, remember that song I played, and I yeah. heard that song. But like when we broke up, I didn't cry at all. Mm. Well, that was actually a problem. It sort of felt like I had like like I was constipated. I wanted to cry. I was doing yeah. anything I could to try and make myself cry. And, and finally, with that song, I don't even remember what it's called now. Sam Cooke sang it. Um, that made me cry. But up until then, I didn't cry. I'm default cry. Like it just comes out. Even, I, sometimes I'm in a situation that could be sad. It isn't sad, but it could be, and that kind of gets me there. <laughs> yeah, and you know, and I wonder what John Marti, what because John Marti was. I think John Marti, who's a teacher, was just standing there staring at me. Everybody, <laughs> so Mike, was he I, in the room for the entire class? Yeah. Okay. And I could feel everyone just staring at me, like, but not even like, what do we do? Just like staring at me as if I was like on television. They were watching a person on television cry. There's nothing. It's such an awful feeling to be in a situation where somebody is feeling genuine emotion and you've got nothing either. So yeah. those kids, like if they are not feeling it, they're like, oh, fuck, I don't want to smile. <laughs> <laughs> you know, afterwards, they're like, what the fuck was up with that guy? <laughs> Crying. Well, I'm glad that you completed it. And I, you're... I would guess there's going to be a connection to these kids, at least in your head, when you're thinking about, you know, stories and stuff as you continue this. You know what I mean? Like, there, I think that that first group is going to be important to you for a while. Yeah. 
What's going on with you, Mike Lawson? Joey, I saw Hamilton. Yeah, I saw that. You saw that. Now, why didn't you see that with Steve? Why did you see that with Mario? Mario. Uh, as you probably remember, a couple episodes ago, we were talking. Mario got free tickets and invited me. Oh, I thought I thought you had I thought you had bought them. Oh no 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 no! It was a good show, like solid seven. Mm-hmm. And I know not a lot of people are gonna love this opinion, but I mean, it was good. But I'm not about to like mortgage my home or you know stand in line for a month or something like there are people doing crazy things for this and i don't think it's worth that i don't know why why is that can you tell me why you think everyone's nutso about this show i don't really know joe i really don't know i mean it's good it it is solid i guess the like the wrapping stuff is i mean it is very clever a lot of it Mm -hmm. um i don't know but i'm gonna tell you something in the heights i'm gonna tell you something I saw Book of Mormon. I loved Book of Mormon. I thought it was so good. I, I know the soundtrack backwards and forwards. Uh, I was when I saw so when I saw the show. I'd already I already knew the music so well, you know. Yeah, yeah. And even the performances I thought were really good. This touring production was really good. Loved it. I want to take my parents to see it. Um, I don't see what. Remember when that was the big thing? I feel like that was big. I feel like The Lion King was also really big when it was doing its thing. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that was it ever as big as Hamilton seems to be right now. Book like of Mormon was like that. Yes, Book of Mormon was sold out crazy. Uh, couldn't get tickets. I don't know if it was that insane, but it was close. Sure, I enjoyed myself at Book of Mormon much more than Hamilton. Oh, really? Yeah, because I've listened to Hamilton. It's like. And I like the soundtrack well enough. I just, I just, I, it's, uh, we're getting like a whole Broadway conversation where I'm just like, I kind of feel like a lot of Broadway people, especially when there's something new and it's halfway decent, get overly worked up about things. Yeah. Well, there's also a bit of a McRib going on too, because they're, it's not like a show on Netflix or something that's really accessible that I can tune into every day. Mm-hmm. You kind of can only go, I mean, maybe a couple times a year, right? Like, there aren't people that are going every week. I don't think. Maybe there, I'm there. I bet you there's people that are standing in line for the lottery every week. Yeah. But I don't know. I'll tell you whatever. What, I'll tell you what. I'm so jealous of this Lin Manuel Miranda. I'll tell you why. Because not only is he making money from this show and the touring production and all that, okay? But that's such a fucking show that you know that all these... I mean, that's so meant for, like, high schools. Yeah. How much money is he going to make just from, like, high schools and regional theaters? Like, Book of Mormon has that problem where they can't really do it, you know? Because it has sex stuff. And it's controversial and makes fun of religion. But, like, Hamilton, like, schools... Oh my god, every high school in this country is going to be doing that when they release it finally for that, those rights for that. Right. I would just, see, this is where I have the laziness part of me comes in. Like, there's a, there's an ambitious part of me where I would love to be J.K. Rowling, right? I would love to be Lynn Manuel Miranda to have the, or the chick who wrote Twilight. Maybe she's kind of doing it right. Or the Fifty Shades of Grey, right? And you had this like monster big one hit. Here's sure. the difference. I would just be like, peace out. Right. Now, that doesn't mean I wouldn't show up at appearances. Yeah, or I wouldn't, like, like in other words, I'd probably actually just spend more time in this organization than I have now. 
you know? And, you wouldn't and, teach, and, though, would you? No, I wouldn't teach. No, 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 no. <laughs> but I would do... No, God forbid, no. But I would put... I would involve myself in other things. But in terms of, like, the day-to-day grind and putting yourself out there like that, ugh, no. Unless I had, like, this killer idea, then I might. But I wouldn't, like... I wouldn't stress it. I wouldn't be out there going out riding Moana, you know. <laughs> right. I Moana would, wasn't that bad, but. <laughs> yeah. And I would just be like, okay, well, I did it. Because right. here's the thing, too. He now has the pressure, even though he's a Broadway veteran. Right. Everyone's going to be, what's going to be the next show? How does it compare to Hamilton? Yeah. Totally. And I'm going to mm-hmm. be like, ugh, no, I don't want that. I'm going to just chill. Enjoy yeah. the fruits of my labor. Like, how many people get that, strike that lottery, and be like, "Later's now I'm going to try and contribute something to the world through organizations and doing good things." Do you have any stories about musicals that you wanted to tell me? Oh, it's so funny! I didn't even think about that. So on Saturday, I get a phone call from um, John Paul. And you're like, what do you got going on today? While, while you're in the movies, and it like stops the movie because he had an announcement to make. <laughs> it was a Spanish movie. And, um, well, first nobody's all, gonna really get where. Well, I'm they'll going get it. They'll get it in a second. <laughs> so um, this is gonna be a very Broadway show, and because it's a short show, I, I want to delve into the nerdiness of it. And I did talk about this with Adam Vaught. So it's whenever we whenever we talk about super gay or not, like something that wouldn't be interesting to a straight person i always think about adam vaught like what would adam vaught think of this topic but i already know he thought this was interesting so i'm fine with it anyway before john paul calls me by the way do you know the story about (laughs) i might have to send you the picture okay so one day this is so much backstory here richard my cousin for those of you who are new to the show i have a gay cousin named richard he's a week younger than me and gay he owns property in like a shitty part of la Okay? okay Like, really shitty, like, South Central. Like, literally South Central. And when you say, does he live there? No, 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 he doesn't live there. He just owns it, okay. He just owns it. So, on the first of the month, he goes, like, a fucking little landlord and collects the rent. Okay. Okay? Well, one time, a few months ago, I went with him. And when we were driving, he was in a hurry for some reason that day. But there were all these, like, amazing, like, just, Mike, in, in, like, remote industrial part of los angeles huge lines of mexicans lined up at these like roadside stands and there'd be like huge giant um grills and just like a mexican guy jumping around grilling chicken okay and it just and a huge line down the block and i was like the probably the tastiest food you could find yeah and i was like was richard stop 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 <laughs> okay and he was like no i'm in a hurry right and so we just went so then one you gotta collect rent. Bamba. I gotta go collect rent. I gotta go get my shekels. I'm gonna shake people down for their rent. So um then one day I was driving around, now cut two weeks later. I was like, you know what? I really want that roadside chicken. So I hit Siri to send Richard a text message uh saying, Oh, I, next time you go collect the rent, I want to go with you and get some roadside chicken. But Mike, and I'll have to send it to you when we get out the air. I don't want to waste anyone's time with this. I don't know what I hit or what I said to Siri. She thought I meant change my name. Okay. So my name <laughs> on my phone now is, 
hey, next time you have to collect the rent, make sure, <laughs> tell me so we can go get some roadside chicken. Right? Uh-huh. And like, I'll even say, I'll get text messages that says, to, hey, I want, next time we go get yes. rent, I want, and so like, it's so funny to me. Well, this past weekend, I went with Richard to go collect the rent. Okay. And we went and got roadside chicken, which by the way, so I call Richard. Is it just chicken? No, it's chicken, rice and beans, oh, okay. and some tortillas. Mike, it was so cheap too, like a whole half chicken with rice and beans and tortillas, and it was delicious, with an horchata. Okay, with a large orchard. How much do you think it was? Nine fifty. Eight fifty. So okay. that's really good. So, and it was delicious. But the point of the story is like, I'm thinking, oh, I'm gonna have a day with my cousin Richard, and so I go to Richard's house, and he goes like, oh, can we drive separately? I'm like, what? And he goes, okay, yeah, I have something to do. <laughs> so then I just drove to South Central LA, and I was like, well, what am I gonna? I just drove all the way to South Central LA for chat. That ugh. But anyway, so luckily, while we're eating the chicken, John Paul calls me. Okay. And he goes, what are you doing? And I go, eating roadside chicken in South Central LA. <laughs> and of course, I love how John Paul's not phased by this at all. Yeah. He's like, oh, okay. He's actually like, perfect. Do you want to go to see a USC production of Avita? Oh, sold. Yeah. And I go, oh, my God. Now, both he and I know Avita so well, you know? Okay. I know that music backwards and forwards. So the way he sells it to me, this is why I love John Paul. He's like, you know it's going to be so bad. It's going to be off. <laughs> <laughs> That's what, in my head, the first thing I thought. Like, yeah. He's like, it's, it's gonna... thrown together quickly. Their budget is tiny. Yeah. It's going to be, oh, uh, well, wait. also USC, he tells me, does not have a musical theater program. So oh. it's just going to be randos, you know, probably in their theater program. Sure. But it's not like they have a, mu- a dedicated musical theater program. They're not training for this. No. Right. So I'm like, I'm in. I go, how much are tickets? And he goes, like, $17. I'm like, let's do this, right? It's fine. It could go either way in my head right now. Well, I mean, like, we, we talked about it. It could be I amazing. I see, yeah. I mean, there's talent everywhere. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're mm-hmm. in LA. They're, you know what I mean? It yeah. could turn out. And they're theater students. Even, even if they don't have a musical theater program, they're, they're theater students. Right. So anyway, so we uh, I meet up with John Paul. We show up to USC. We walk up and it says um, tickets seventeen dollars. And because of other things that happened, I had paid for something for John Paul. John Paul, let me get your ticket. Okay. And I go so adult seventeen dollars, and it said USC students and students from other schools six dollars. Oh wow! So I go, John Paul, I'm an East LA college student. I have a student ID. I have a student ID. And John Paul goes, I don't know. I don't know. And I was like, no, John Paul. I, it's not even because you're paying it, for it. It's the principal. Well, you're also not lying. I don't understand yeah, it. I'm it's not like, lying. Yeah. I can understand maybe, you know, when you go to the movies and like the person hasn't been to school in 10 years, but yeah. they still have the ID and they try to use it. This isn't that. Like you're legitimately a student. I'm, I'm legitimately a student. You said like college. So I whip it out. He was so embarrassed. But look, he wasn't embarrassed when he only paid $23 for two tickets. You know? <laughs> yeah, I think he was. Actually, yeah, I but... think he was, actually. You know. <laughs> cool. So the show, how was it? So, okay. So just for those of you who aren't familiar with Evita, it's about the Argentine uh, president, uh, no, first lady, Eva uh, Perón from the early 50s. And now this is something that the, the musical never explains. Okay, never explains. I've only seen the Madonna movie version. Oh, okay. Well, they're very similar, so it still Mm -hmm. is not explained. 
is well no actually no they're not that similar actually i'll tell you about that in a second but um the for some reason in the musical che guevara and ava perone che guevara is a major character the principal other character is like ava perone and che guevara and which makes no sense because che guevara and ava perone didn't even know each other and so that's a weird thing about the musical to begin with okay okay but whatever you buy into it he sort of acts like a greek chorus you sure. know, you know this. He comments on what's going on. He doesn't interact in the play. Maybe a little bit with Ava, but like a ghost narrator. Yeah. Narrator. He narrates the action. Sort of explains the audience what's going on. But here's the thing: Che Guevara, Argentine. Ava Perón, Argentine. Okay, great. But they're both Latinos. You buy into that, right? Yeah. So the musical starts. Okay, and it, of course it has that very high school level of acting. <laughs> <laughs> that movie gets interrupted. So, in the beginning of Ava of Avita, there's a movie playing, and there's people watching it. Of I think is it Ava Perone in the movie? I think so. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. And then um, the in movie interrupted and says that Ava Perone has died. It opens with her funeral, and then Che Guevara comes out and he starts commenting and singing about the funeral. Mike, the guy that they got for this Che Guevara, <laughs> don't be too mean. <laughs> Is maybe six two, okay, super lanky, sure. and like the whitest guy ever. It's like sure. I said, it's like if Neil Patrick Harris <laughs> did Che Guevara. I think John Paul said it was like a, a a cast member from Newsies accidentally went to the wrong musical, <laughs> right? Like, um, is it Roger from Mary Poppins? Yes, yes, because he's actually wearing like the little Newsies cap and like a he, Mike. That was a good one because he looks like he's in Newsies, or if he's Roger from Mary, like he's dressed <laughs> like that. And not, is he, does he sing well? He sings okay, but he's making like the same muggy, like grimacey faces like you would in like Newsies. Like whoops, like. <laughs> And he's like, oh, what a circus. Oh, what a show. Argentina has come to town for over the death of an actress called Ava Peron. And you're like, okay. so, so what's funny is I'm just like shaking my head. Uh-huh. John Paul is angry. And this is really weird because we know what John Paul does. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> church giggles like is, <laughs> and what's funny because this is a college production everybody in the audience is their like friends and family like there's nobody right. want me john paul and i are the only ones yeah. wandering off the street yeah you the know? only two yeah <laughs> it's all their friends and john paul cannot control himself <laughs> he is la- the more this guy sings <laughs> the more he's making john paul laugh okay yeah. you would have been contagious. mortified were you Able to keep your composure? Yeah, I never laughed once. Okay. I, I was fascinated. <laughs> um, and then everything's just way over the top. Here's the thing with Evita. I love the way over the top awkwardness, though. Well, the thing with Evita is it's a... T- so, since you said you've never seen the actual musical, it's actually a very, very sparse musical that doesn't have a real set. It's just very intentionally very, very sparse. Like People move like little boxes around. It's The stage is mostly bare. You know, and um, even the biggest scene, which is, you know, Don't Cry For Me Argentina, it's not like a big set. It's just like, I think she's on like a some sort of like stairway or something like that. Like every time I've seen it, it's always been very spare. Sure. But because of that, 
it's a very, very, very tough musical to do. So I'm actually surprised that they even did it. To me, like I feel like either you're knocking out of the ballpark or it's embarrassing. And yeah. this one was embarrassing. I but love that. I know it was. But so at intermission, John Paul and I were debating whether to go back for the second act, right? I'm like, Ugh, do we really go back? Do we? And John Paul goes, you know what? Let's just go back. We'll just go back. So we walk back, and when we go, there's two old people sitting in our seats. Okay. And I go, mm, this is a sign. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> like, is the embarrassment of saying, like, you're in our seats worth it? Yeah. <laughs> like, we were already debating going to the second act. Yeah, you put one tiny little thing in the way. Yeah, if there like, would have been like a piece of paper on that I had to step over, I'd be like, nah. <laughs> so John and I turned right around and left. Uh, it sounds like a fun time. I actually wish I was a little more connected to kind of the high school productions out here. Because um, I think that would be fun. I know. If it wasn't too mean, I would do a podcast where we review these shows for real. Oh, yeah, I think that's mean. <laughs> uh, there was what a- if we never say the name of the school, though? Oh, that might be fun. Um, but they might be able to, I don't know. There was a Orange County School of the Performing Arts or mm-hmm. whatever it's called, OSHA or something OSHA. down there. And I went to a production of Into the Woods, mm-hmm. which Into the Woods is difficult too. It's not the easiest show to do, right? Yeah. And it was so awful. Oh, was I, it? Because like, I've never sh- seen an OSHA show, but they are so fucking proud of themselves. This was like early 2000s. So, I, mm-hmm. I mean, anything could have changed since then. But, man, it was bad. Like, the birds fell from the rafters. You know mm-hmm. how, like, the birds usually come down in, like, one set of, like, birds? Yeah. <laughs> they all fell just oh to my the God. floor. During. But uh, there's something also really great about high school productions where, like, you kind of know those ki- the kids don't really even know the word sometimes the like why something is funny <laughs> mm-hmm. like by their emphasis or delivery you know you they don't even really know what they're saying it's great i like it um cool well evita sounds fun it sure was <laughs> last night joey i uh took a a lift i'm no longer an uber user but i took a Good. lift to steve's house mm-hmm. and before I was going to Steve's, I was like getting all my stuff together. I was like, oh, I don't need to bring my backpack. I'll just bring, you know, my wallet and my uh, insulin in my back pocket. And I'm getting everything ready. I clearly remember putting my insulin near my keys so I wouldn't forget it. Then I get to Steve's and we sit down to dinner. We went to a sushi place. And Steve was like, uh, don't forget to do insulin. And I'm like, shit, I don't have my insulin on me. Mm-hmm. So I was unsure if I left it at home or if I left it in the lift. And I started getting like really anxious because I was like, I remember thinking I wanted to bring it. So that means I probably brought it and then just absentmindedly left it in the back of the lift car. Mm-hmm. And I had a really nice lift driver. She lived near me too because oh, we yeah. were we were talking about like rent in the area and like passing different apartments and stuff. So she was, I knew she lived really close to me. So... I basically didn't meet uh, Tuesday nights is uh, usually date night for Steve and I. I didn't enjoy a minute of it because all I was thinking was like, I don't want to contact the Lyft driver right now Mm -hmm. because if it's not there, that's annoying. I kind of just want to go home and see. But then, so that was kind of where I landed. Yeah. But then I started thinking, well, what if it's in the back of her car right now and every car, every person she picks up could potentially take it. Yeah. 
So then that started me where, I don't know. I just was all in my head the whole night. Finally get home and it's not here. So I did leave it. So I, through the Lyft app, texted her Mm -hmm. and told her. And she was so nice. She brought it to my house today. Oh my God, that's really nice of her. Did you tip her? Well, I already like, um, accept, like I do that right as I leave the But you can go back and change that. Oh, then I'm going to. I certainly will. Um, But that's pretty much my story. <laughs> Look, it's been a. I've been working no, a I'm lot. I'm with you. I'm <laughs> with also, you. Also, we have. I have stories, but we just talked about them all before we started recording because I don't want to. <laughs> I know. In fact, I have an update on one of my have stories. Secrets. So I have an update on one of my stories that I'll tell you after off the air. Okay. Well, Joey, it was really nice catching up with you, and I got another story to tell, but I'll tell you in a second. Oh yeah, me too. Go to hell, Mike. Thank you for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Find a new episode each week at cupodcast.com, in iTunes, or in the Stitcher Smart Radio app. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash cupodcast. Follow us on Twitter at cupodcast. Email us at guys at cupodcast.com. Or call our listener line at 510-239-7798. Um, use action to defeat worry and fear. Do something to change what can be changed, and you'll no longer be afraid.